We have been educational therapists for a long time, and we are so lucky to have this podcast so we can share some of the knowledge we've gained over time. Today, we're going to talk about the educational therapy timeline. This is different from our framework, which we discussed in episode 37 and is linked in the show notes. In that framework, we talk about the three big ABCs of educational therapy, which are assessment, building, and competency. Today, we want to talk about the annual calendar and what we as educational therapists need to be mindful of each month to help us guide our learners towards independence and autonomy. We'll be sharing a handout of this monthly calendar with all the details we share today over on Patreon. If you are not a member of Patreon, you can join us at www.patreon.com slash learnsmarterpodcast for a $5 a month donation that supports the work we do on this podcast. You have access to everything we've ever shared exclusively on Patreon, which includes conversations and lots of other things. So let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 114 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today, I've been wanting to do this episode for a hot minute, but before, yeah. Steph, it's been a while since you and I have recorded an episode. Yeah, so. because we batch recorded so many and then so many. Now here we are in the summer. Back to it. And so Steph, what's the update with you? You went to Atlanta. I went to Atlanta. I had a big birthday, you guys, that I was dreading. Tell everybody what I got you. She is the hardest <laughs> person to buy for. And me and her friend who she went to visit in Atlanta got her the exact same gift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is hilarious without you guys talking to each other or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You both got me really cute pajamas and a nice soft blanket, which is so classic and so things that I like. I like the way things feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I just felt like this was a big birthday and you deserved a really fancy expensive set of pajamas because nobody ever buys themselves nice pajamas they're so nice (laughs) I know as soon as like you opened it I was like oh I'm gonna have to get me some (laughs) (laughs) they're pink and they're so cute you guys they're really cute felt very you yeah so that was fun and I went to Atlanta and you know flew COVID air and came back and you're COVID negative. I'm COVID negative and I got to be with a toddler and a baby and feed the baby and just yeah. you know all those things so that was fun hang out yeah yeah exactly so it was worth it COVID air was worth it <laughs> COVID <air>. yeah so <laughs> but I took all the precautions you guys I did all the like wipes and all the I did everything I was very careful what about you There's really not a lot to report. We just have moved into this house and we were in no rush to decorate or do any of those things. And about a month ago, I'm like, no, 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 this all has to happen now because clearly we're going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. And so we got a new dining room table and new chairs. That was an adventure ordering chairs 
it was like buying a car. As soon as you decide what make and model and color you want, like it's impossible to find. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened with the chairs. I think on one day I tried to place like five or six orders for chairs. I don't need to go into all the details of it. We have chairs now and that's the most important thing. We had for a while expanded our household to include my brother and sister-in-law. And so they were having some work done at their house. And so they were here for four or five days. It was so much fun to have them here. It felt like a vacation for them. And honestly, it felt like a vacation for us because it kind of broke up the monotony. Mm -hmm. And then Adam's birthday is coming up. So we're recording this in mid-July. His birthday is July 20th. And so we're going to take the day off and hopefully find a beach that's not too crowded. Beach Monday. For years, Adam and I have been trying to have beach Mondays. He's off work typically on Mondays. And typically, Steph and I record on Mondays. But it just has never quite worked out the way we would have hoped. So (laughs) then there's a pandemic. And yeah, Yeah. and we're reluctant to go out. But we're going to do Beach Monday on Monday. It's going to be great. Yeah. And yeah, things are starting to get busier. It's good. It's good. All the good things. So Steph, I've really wanted to do this episode for a while because there were things that we do according to the school calendar. And I thought it would be helpful to think about our mindset in each month of the academic calendar. So a lot of this is going to be really pertinent to the virtual at-home learning that will very likely be happening in many, many communities across the country in the United States, maybe not so much in other countries that have gotten it together better. Yeah. But I think this is going to be helpful to know what a net therapist is thinking about in each month. Yeah, it's a good timeline. Should we dig in? Yeah, let's dig in. You know, this episode is coming out right on time for what we start with in August with the school year starting. And obviously, if you're listening to this in real time, it's a little bit different because of the pandemic. But a lot of this is still pertinent. It is. But having a good sense of what's going to work and where you are. So the biggest thing, and we talk about this, is prepping the binder, having it ready, not having 15, mm-hmm. using the pockets having a system for your dividers and things like that and not having 15 dividers per class because they never use them. We dig into a lot of the prepping the binder stuff and we're going to be linking a bunch of other episodes to the show notes, including episode 15 and episode 70. We have talked at length about how to prep a binder, why it's important, why we do it the way that we do it. It's awesome when we get clients that we can work with at the beginning of August before the school year starts, because then they go in with their systems really strong. Mm-hmm. It always feels good. Yes. So another thing to think about in August is, is your calendar prepped? Of course, there's episodes on calendaring that we'll also link in the show notes, but this is really critical to the work that we do and starting off strong. Then adding in your calendar, whatever you choose, whether it's digital or on paper, adding your school schedule, knowing when you have days off or when you have your classes, etc. Mm-hmm. Adding Zoom links. Yeah. If you're meeting on Google Hangout or Zoom, all of those links should be directly in your calendar. That should be the main access point to where students need to go virtually. Always. Yeah. In August, we also goal set with the learners in our practice. What do they want the year to feel like? We've talked a lot about setting goals, and that's something that we always pay attention to in August. So in episode 15, we talk about school supplies. 
what you need, what you don't need, and not 50,000 pencils and pens, you guys. Every single highlighter ever created. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do like them. <laughs> I like them too, but they don't need to be carried around. That's very true. We all love office supplies. Yeah. And then episode 70, we talk about all those supplies and how organization leads to disaster. So mm. making sure that you have the right amount and it works in a system that works for your learner. So now we're into September and in September, it's awesome if you can start off strong, but students keeping their systems up to date and accurate and reflective to the experience that they're currently having. So keeping that calendar and binder up to date, it is critical to start building these skills while students still have momentum and energy and drive and before things get too hectic and crazy. Yeah, they really do. And staying on top of things. Even if you aren't starting in August with a client, you know, as soon as they come in, whenever it is, getting to a place where you can stay on top of it, but it's even better when you do get to start in September so that it makes it easier for everyone. This also brings into account you're taking all the portals and you're putting them in a place and making the bookmarks and all of that so that you have a system. Everybody has a system so that they mm -hmm. check all these things and you check them as well. Mm -hmm. In October, we are really at this point working on building and documenting skills. So if you haven't listened to our episode on living strategies, that's a really good one to listen to on how we sort of document skills and progress with the learners. We want to stay on top of deadlines. And you also want to make sure that you're doing periodic passes through their portals to check to see if there's any missing assignments. Then in November, I love this time. I love pruning the binder. Mm -hmm. It just feels so freeing to go through. What do you need? What do you not need? You don't need those papers from day two when you're talking about your summer reading getting the kids to prune and have their backpacks feel lighter and everything feels really good. Really good and clean and straightforward and set up for this big push that they are going to have after they come back from Thanksgiving break. There's usually a major test or paper due in classes before Thanksgiving because teachers are trying to wrap up one last unit before the break. And planning properly will help mitigate overwhelm for the learners in our lives. And then Thanksgiving break. If you see that they have time, sometimes kids need a break. They need to just relax because it's gearing up for that last big push. But also, if you've made a system where they're constantly just chunking things, they can use Thanksgiving break to start thinking and predicting about what finals would be like because the mental prep is just as important as the physical prep. So they are at this point usually running out of steam and need to recharge. In December, it is all about that final push to the end, getting through finals, making sure assignments are chunked properly and there's a study plan in place. In addition to managing studying for finals, and again, we are advocates of not studying the night before, 
we know from many, many episodes that it doesn't work. If you haven't listened to Dr. Rishi's Sri Ram's episodes, those are really good episodes that show how learning happens. Let me interrupt. One of them is coming out next week, you guys. So you definitely <laughs> want to listen to both those episodes yep. if you're listening to this later on. But in addition to managing all of that, you're managing parties and extracurricular activities. And there's lots of plays and performances and family obligations during this month. Kids get sick. We get sick. Mm-hmm. And in addition to getting through the final push, you still have to make a plan for winter break and even a plan to reset and recharge and reset your binder and take all those classes off your calendars that won't be happening. Mm-hmm. You still have to make a plan for that. And so December is that final push. And again, we are constantly checking back over the portal, making sure emails are dealt with and making sure the calendar is updated. That is happening every session. Yeah. Then the new year, starting off January, reviewing your goals from August or whenever you started with your learner for that semester. It's creating those new goals. So what worked? What didn't work? What steps do you need to change? Was it too big of a goal? Was it too small of a goal? I mean, I don't know that there's anything as too small, but could you make the goal bigger? So goals for the second semester are really important. You also want to add in, if you haven't added in all the important dates for the school calendar in August, Steph and I do this differently. Mm -hmm. I do everything in August. That might be different actually this year because things are in such a state of flux. But under normal times, you want to make sure that those second semester important dates get added to the calendar. I really like to look at really breaking down the grades on where the struggles and the triumphs were for each part of their grade. So if you have a portal where you see exactly quizzes and tests, your student got a lower grade, but homework was a high grade then you know where you need to refocus and talk about it. You're talking about looking at the trends yeah, and learning from the trends. And that's something that is really helpful to have an educational therapist on the case because that is what we're trained to look for and look for themes and what sort of assignments are easier and what sort of assignments should they plan on working in session with you on. Yeah, And just increasing that metacognition, increasing that self-awareness. Something else I really like to have students do, and I do it usually in January, but sometimes I've done it at the end of the year as well, is have them write a letter to their future self. And that is usually something that I hold on to. I usually have them write it physically and we put it in an envelope. We write the date that we're going to get the letter back on the calendar so they know and I know and we write it on the letter itself. So I'm like, okay, on this date, four months from now, I'm going to give you this letter back. And it's usually just a letter that I give to them. It's not something that I read, but as a reminder to do that extra push. Mm -hmm. I've had students do this at the end of the year as well. Sometimes I set up an email. They'll email it to me. I don't read it. And I just automatically set the email to go back to them four months from now. I have one with a student that's going to go back to her when she graduates from college. Oh, that's awesome. It's sweet. They really like hearing from their past self. And sometimes they don't feel the same way in April or May that they did in January. They don't have the same energy. Yeah. So that's just an awesome little thing that I like to do. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. So then February, it's a short month. Everything is ramping up and there's a lot of tests and papers usually. And it's really important to just check in 
stay the course and keep going. See if you can keep that momentum going for that month. And then we have March. March, things start to pick up and get intense again. You want to prune the binder one more time before spring break. You want to check in about what is left for the rest of the year. And you want to make sure the learner is on top of the work and the deadlines. Because just like before Thanksgiving, there's a lot of papers and tests and deadlines. It tends to be a lot as well right before spring break. From the ed therapist perspective, it can be a confusing time for us as an ed therapist. If you work with students from multiple schools, <laughs> not every kid is on the same schedule. Yeah. So you really have to make sure that you're keeping it all straight and you have a mechanism for keeping it all straight so you can help your learners keep it straight. Yeah. And this is a time where I really like to check right before spring break, where are they behind? And can they use spring break to get all the work that's missing, can they turn it in right after spring break? So a lot of times I have students talk to their teachers, send an email asking, can I use this time to catch up? And sometimes the teachers are absolutely take the time and you can do it. Sometimes they're not, but it's better to know that going in. And then we set up a plan for them to be able to get all that stuff done. And then we have April. This is where usually there's another ramping up Kids are really now starting to feel genuine fatigue. We're starting to feel fatigue, and that's when we have to really step in and help them do restorative activities to give them energy and momentum to continue. This is where you want to remind them of those goals that they set in January and amend those goals, iterate those goals, see what goals they've achieved. Also, read the letter that they wrote to themselves. That's why they wrote it. (laughs) And then you've got May. This is an intense month because there's not a lot of days off. It's that last huge push. So helping your learner keep their foot on the gas and you as the ed therapist keeping your foot on the gas, right? To help keep them going. And this is where we are really transparent with our learners. Look, this is hard. This is a lot. Let's get through it. Watching for things and making sure that they're not falling through the cracks towards the end. And then sometimes I've had students where we look at the calendar and we really see how much longer do you really have to push? How many days? And when they see that it starts to be in single digits or it's really low, they start to feel like, okay, I can do this. It's sort of that pep talk that they need. And really talking and having an open conversation about how they want to finish the year. What will their future self say about this time? when they've had time to decompress, like in July, will they be proud? Will they be regretful? Will they feel like I did it, it was hard, and I did the best I could? In June, you want to review those January goals, make sure you're prepped and ready to go for tests and papers and finals, for graduations, for culminations. And I should also add, and maybe this is something we should have said at the beginner, where we live in Southern California, we tend to have a mid-August to mid-June academic year. I know in other states and communities, it can be different, but you can just sort of adjust these months and what we've sort of dictated in each month. If you don't have school in June, no problem. Move the whole calendar back a month because everything still applies for that sort of ed therapy timeline. And then in July, you can go and evaluate the year for us. So a really good month where there is no school because there's school in June and there's school in August usually. So decompress, evaluate, what strengths can we work on over the summer 
getting through summer assignments and summer reading, this is my favorite time yeah. because it's having fun learning. And we've done quite a few episodes on how to make summer meaningful, and we'll link those episodes in the show notes as well. I will say, I don't think we've ever had an episode where we've linked as many <laughs> episodes and referred back to as many episodes. And so we hope that by sort of laying out the timeline of what you should be thinking about each month of the academic year, our hope is that this is helpful in centering and focusing yeah. and reminding everybody of the type of work that can be really meaningful for students who struggle. Yeah. Have a great week, Smarty. Have a great week. <laughs> Get ready for the year. <laughs>